Hi guys, it's Abu Bakr and welcome back to Thoughts at 30. I've been in Pakistan for almost 20 months now, completely unplanned, and to listeners and even some friends, I think it's about time for an update. Listeners, I moved to Chicago in the summer of 2009, right after A-levels, which is more or less the same as the end of high school. That means Chicago has been my home for the last 12 years, and I was only 19 when I came. In my 32-ish years of life, more than a third has been spent in the Windy City and probably half of my conscious life. Back in 2009, I was very sad to leave Islamabad. I had the same friends for at least 10 years, and we were all separating. I remember my first few months in the dorms in Chicago feeling so homesick, especially during the winter. Winters in Chicago are brutal. The temperatures fall way below zero Fahrenheit. That's about negative 17 Celsius. The icy wind can freeze your face in seconds and the sun starts to set before 4 p.m. You add homesickness to that and it can be a pretty desolate experience. But then as the spring came, the city came alive. Outdoor activities like festivals and concerts happened every day and I started to make friends over time. Week by week, the homesickness faded a bit and this strange city felt more comfortable. I came to Chicago a happy, optimistic, and somewhat carefree person. Growing up in Pakistan was comfortable and I was excited for the experience ahead. And looking back, I did have many amazing experiences. I made many, many wonderful friends who I will cherish forever. I traveled to so many states, got to meet people from all sorts of backgrounds, and tried the most amazing food the world has to offer. And as amazing as all that is, it's just half the story. Another common theme I feel as I look back at the last 12 years is frustration and the feeling like I was battling a curse in some ways. In my second semester in Chicago, I was bullied by some 20-something-year-olds outside a library when I was walking home after studying late one night. The details are tough to talk about, but the weeks and months after this were very difficult. I had never dealt with anything like this before in my life, and I had never felt the feelings I felt before. I didn't even really know what anxiety and depression were, and suddenly I was feeling all of it. Growing up in Pakistan, something we never spoke about and were never told about was mental health. And to be honest, it was something we never had to wonder about. In Pakistan, I grew up with different kinds of privilege. We weren't millionaires, but we had enough financial privilege where we didn't have to worry about money on the daily. But the other kind of privilege I had was sort of ethnic or physical appearance privilege, being a light-skinned Sunni Muslim male, is as good as it gets in Pakistan. Every one of those three things came with its own benefits. 
and now suddenly in Chicago, I was in the minority. After the incident, I found myself laying in bed for hours, coping by binging reruns of Friends and almost escaping my world by immersing myself in the show. I was watching all night, falling asleep in the morning, waking up late at night, and then doing it all over again. Days turned into weeks, and it felt like hours. And weeks turned into months, and it felt like days. I didn't really know many people in Chicago during this time, and I didn't really know how to ask for help, or actually what even to ask for. To add to it, I was such a private person for most of my life that I didn't even talk to my close friends back home about it either. I basically just went off the grid. And in time, the pain sort of faded away and I dug myself out of the darkness and just moved on. Suppressing it instead of dealing with it, the anxiety and insomnia just became small parts of my personality at the time. Horrific as it all was, this was the first time I thought about what it meant or might feel like to be a minority race. It made me a more empathetic person in my homeland to our own minorities. Acknowledging privilege had never occurred to me. And after this, I was more mindful of the benefits I had of being a man, a Muslim, a Sunni Muslim, and a light-skinned person in Pakistan. I learned how to behave better in interactions and especially debates with women and religious and ethnic minorities. And I'm still learning. By no means does this mean I figured it out, but it was where it started, the learning process started. And keeping in mind the totally different life experience that these minorities have had to me and also thinking about the hurt and bias they could have felt or had to deal with. But anyway, back to Chicago, this was just one of the many things that happened. A few years later, I realized I was the victim of identity fraud. Someone somehow had gotten my personal information, and there were many, many fraudulent credit cards, loans, and utilities under my name. This issue bothered me off and on for the best part of six years. So many times I would have to freeze my credit and cancel my cards and order new ones. And this got even worse at the start of the pandemic when scams were on an all-time high and eventually I had to get a new phone number and change email addresses and change physical mailing addresses to finally bring that somewhat to an end. In 2015, I got my first car. I'll never forget that day and feeling of driving it out of the dealership and giving all my friends a ride. A couple years later, though, it was stolen from me in Chinatown, Chicago at gunpoint, an incident I talked about at length in the first episode of the podcast. After this, a lot of suppressed anxiety from before came back. And the subtle anxiety that was already there got worse. But this time, I remembered what happened before. And terrified of feeling anything like those months from before, I went and got help. And therapy is one of the reasons that 
today I'm able to speak about any of this and think about or talk about or write down thoughts from the past. Moving on, in October 2017, I moved into my first solo apartment. It was a two-bedroom apartment that I loved and found by complete chance. I decorated it with all my heart, installed smart lights, got a curved TV, got an acoustic upright piano, and even a Buddha board. I loved that place. It was the first place I ever lived alone. But in the winter of 2020, when I came back from a trip to Pakistan and went back to the apartment, the moment I turned on the heat, a small furnace fire broke out because of an extremely dirty filter that was completely ignored by a lazy landlord or building manager. Smoke and ash covered the apartment through all the vents. Most of my stuff was ruined and I had to move out what remained and eventually leave the place and move to a different location. So, in the last 11 years, I've had amazing moments. Some of my best memories have been with friends in Chicago. But there's been a constant pain in the background, deep in the subconscious. When the fun was over and I was alone in my bed and had time to think, there was never complete calm. The only time I felt close to total calm was when I would come to Pakistan in the summer or winter breaks. Distance from Chicago and the associations of those lingering problems gave me breathing room. Seeing old friends that came from a time where negative feelings were alien to me felt comforting. But as the vacation days would begin to end and the flight back to America got nearer, the feelings of discomfort would slowly manifest their way back. Apparently, it was more obvious than I realized. Many friends from Chicago would look at my Instagram stories from Pakistan and tell me, you look really happy. You look so happy there. I remember constantly hearing this. And listeners and dear friends, maybe something had to give. I came to Islamabad in January last year thinking I was going to stay for three or four months, but at the smallest opportunity to extend this, I did. In April last year, I was approached by an opportunity here, a senior management position at a public safety tech company specializing in radios, cameras, and push-to-talk devices. They wanted someone with overseas experience but still have the ability to work with local government here. And even though this decision meant a major life change, I took it without much hesitation. I started in June, and in a couple weeks, it will be 16 months at the job. And even though I miss my friends and my favorite restaurants, even though I miss the concerts and comedy clubs, I miss the road trips and jam sessions, even though I miss all that so much, the past year and a half have been the happiest I've been in 12 years. And as I look back at 12 years in Chicago, I feel like I got a piece of everything. Chicago was happiness, sadness, love, 
heartbreak, laughter, tears, mistakes, and memories. But it was also cursed. It was always one step forward, two steps back. Something, it felt something did not want me to succeed there. And it felt like something was always holding me or pulling me back. But I had to be sure. So in August, two months ago, I went back to Chicago. Initially for a cousin's wedding, but then I stayed for two months after the wedding. I found a place to stay in the city and moved in for a bit. Summertime in Chicago, I thought. What a place to be. And it was. Reunions with friends, mind-blowing food, amazing weather, concerts, festivals, and art. But as the sun set, and I returned to my temporary home and would get ready for bed, the feelings would come back. The all-too-familiar feeling of being alone in Chicago in a Chicago apartment, and uh, too many associations of sad feelings attached to those moments, and not enough time spent away to heal. And I knew then, home isn't a place, home is a feeling, and this can change any time in life, but right now, home wasn't Chicago. And so I came back to Pakistan, validated in my decisions. Chicago had many wonderful parts, maybe individually better in many ways than the similar smaller parts in Islamabad. But, it, but it's the sum of those parts that's the difference. The little things here in Islamabad put together create something greater. When I started living alone, I learned to cook through constant trial and error. The first dish that I made that I was proud of was pasta aglio e olio, which is Italian for pasta with garlic and oil. I remember the first time I made this, when I put all the ingredients together, I had half a box of pasta, some garlic, parsley, lemon, salt, and pepper. I looked at the ingredients very skeptically, thinking what good could come from what were just a few pantry staples. But when they were used together and the dish was complete, it blew my mind. Indeed, the dish was far superior than the sum of its very simple parts. A valuable lesson pasta taught me and then so did life. I learned, maybe the hard way, that life is about balance and comfort. And sometimes you just have to follow and cling on to whatever makes you happy, instead of overthinking and constantly calculating. Instead of what people say. Instead of what the stable or practical thing to do is. Life is about the small things and moments put together. I learned sometimes you have to do what it takes to be happy now instead of always planning for future happiness. And friends and listeners, that's the update. For the meantime, I'm here and I'm happy. And yeah, there have been some difficult moments here as well. And that's just life. 
a lot of people have been asking me where the podcast has been but it's just not been easy especially after ali's passing and this various things that have been happening in islamabad it just hasn't been easy to come out and speak openly we all like grieve in different ways i traveled a bit had a lot of peace of mind but now i feel like uh maybe we're back and you know i'll try my best to be as consistent as possible the american author tara styles wrote we experience happiness in a series of pleasing moments they come and go like clouds unpredictable fleeting and without responsibility to our desires through honest self-work reflection and meditation we begin to string more of these moments together creating a web-like design of happiness that drapes around our lives or you could say ingredient by ingredient alio e olio thanks for listening everybody i'll see you next time